Once in ancient India, the Bodhisattva was born as a crow. Now, in those days, just as in these days, a crow would make its living however it could, scavenging, foraging, inside the walls of the city and outside, in the villages, in the fields, and in the forest. Now, the Bodhisattva was the leader of a great company of crows, and they made their home in a forest cemetery not far from the city of Varanasi. One morning, the king's high priest left the city early. He went out by the eastern gate and down to the holy river, the Ganges, to bathe. And when he had bathed, he put on his finest muslin robes. He anointed himself with sweet scents. He set a garland of jasmine flowers about his neck, and he returned towards the city. Now, there were two crows sitting on the arched gate of the city, and one of them said to the other, See that Brahmin coming from the river, freshly washed in his fine robes? I have an idea. I have an idea. I shall let some droppings fall right on the shiny head of that Brahmin. What? said the second crow. You would do what? This Brahmin is a lord. If this anger is aroused, he will cause the destruction of all the crows. Well, the first crow, he shrugged his shiny shoulders. He said, I can't help myself. I have to do it. Well then, said the second crow, we'll see what happens. And he flew away. Well, sure enough, just as the king's high priest came below the gate, that crow, setting forth into flight, let some droppings fall right on his head. Anger was born in him. He set himself to take revenge upon all the crows. Now, at that time, there was a serving girl whose job it was to guard the rice. She had spread the rice in the sun to dry, not far from the king's elephant stables. And there she sat in the door of the granary, watching and guarding the rice. But the day was hot, and it wasn't long before she fell asleep and a certain long-haired goat came up and began to snuffle and chew on the rice. Well, at the sound of him snuffling and chewing, the girl stood up and shooed him away and then sat herself down again and once more fell asleep. Well, the goat returned and again she shooed him away and it all happened a third time. And then that serving girl, she said to herself, this goat, returning again and again, will eat up half the rice. And then I am sure to lose my wages. I shall find a way to prevent him from ever returning. She went to a nearby cooking fire. She chose a long stick, smoldering at one end, and returned to her seat by the granary. 
and pretended to fall asleep. And when the goat returned, which of course he did, she stood up, she flung the stick, and she struck the goat on the long hair of his body, which caught fire. And with his shaggy coat on fire, he went leaping and jumping right to the king's elephant stables, where he rolled in a pile of straw. The straw blazed up, the elephant stables caught fire, and before the fire could be put out, many of the elephants trapped in their stalls were badly burned. Well, the king's elephant doctors did what they could, but they could find no cure for the wounds on the elephants' backs. Now the king was very fond of his elephants, and he said to his acharya, his high priest, he said, Acharya, do you know any cure for the wounds on my elephants' backs? Sadhu, Amma, your majesty, I do. Crow's fat. Crow's fat will heal the wounds on your elephants' backs. Only your majesty will have to slaughter a great many crows. Very well, said the king. Let the crows be slaughtered. Let their fat be rendered. Let us cure the wounds on my elephants' backs. And so on that day the orders were given. The crows of the city were to be shot and killed. Young and old, male and female, large and small. From the temple roofs the king's archers shot them down. From the branches of the banyan trees until heaps of crows could be seen all over the city, their wings broken, their eyes open and staring. Well, they were gathered in carts and brought to the king's kitchen, where they were boiled up in great cauldrons, but so little fat was obtained as to be of almost no use at all. But still the orders continued. The crows of the city were to be shot and killed. And a great fear was born in the crows of Varanasi. One evening, one of the city crows left the city. He flew over the gates, over the villages, over the fields, right to the forest cemetery, where the Bodhisatta was king of the crows. He told the Bodhisatta what was happening. The Bodhisatta, king of the crows, flew up and alighted on a branch of the sal tree. And there he called to mind the ten perfections. Dhanaparami, generosity. Kantiparami, patience. Silaparami, virtue. Panyaparami, wisdom. Satchaparami, truthfulness. Metaparami, loving kindness. Aditana parami, resolve. And among these, he chose loving kindness as his guide. He flew over the villages, over the fields, over the gates of the city, right to the king's palace, where he entered by an open window and alighted before the king's seat. Well, the king was just entering the chamber, and the Bodhisattva king of the crows hid himself under the king's throne. A serving man came forward to get that crow out. But the king said, let him be. Surely he is a messenger. Once more the bodhisattva 
summoned loving-kindness as his guide. He came out from under the king's throne, and he addressed the king. He said, Your Majesty, I too am a king, and a great fear has been born in my people, the fear of death. Isn't not true, Your Majesty, that the king of a people should take into account all, all details of a matter before choosing an action? Your Majesty, the king's high priest, has fallen under the influence of anger. He has told you an untruth. He has said that crow's fat will heal the wounds on your elephant's backs. But the truth is, Your Majesty, crows have almost no fat at all. Well, the king was so moved to be addressed by this bright-eyed bird. He ordered that a royal seat be given to the king of the crows. Fresh water in a golden dish, sweet rice in a golden bowl. The bodhisattva leapt up on the seat. He nibbled and drank. And then the king said to him, Pandita, wise one, tell me, how is it that crows have almost no fat? Your majesty, the answer is simple, and I shall explain. With the whole world at our back, and a heart forever anxious. Because of that, there is no ounce of fat for my relatives, the crows. He instructed the king in the five precepts of non-harming. The king offered him his kingdom, but what does a crow want with the kingdom? He gave it back, and he asked the king only for this, that he protect the living beings in his realm, that he rescind his order, that all beings might live in safety. And to this the king agreed. And a dish was served to the king of the crows, and a dish was served to the crows that remained in the city, flavored with the choicest delicacies. And then the bodhisattva king of the crows, he bade farewell. He flew back over the walls of the city, over the forests, over the villages, over the fields. And he came back and gathered the crows about him, those who remained. He said to them, See how one unguarded impulse arising in the mind leads to much harm and suffering. Pandanam, chapalam, chittam, durakam. Dunivarayang, Ujum, Karuti, Medavi, Usukaro, Va, Tejanam. Quivering, wavering, this mind, hard to guard, hard to check, the wise one makes it straight, like the Fletcher, the arrow shaft. Ka Kachataka.